This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. It's always good to get online early because by the 10 o'clock hour, we're pretty jammed up. But eight, uh, feel free to get online, 1-800-966-WTIC and, of course, 860-522-9842-WTIC. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, we definitely have some news items that we want to go over. I was actually listening to uh, Todd, which I listen to regularly, obviously, on the, on the station. He was talking about how proud he was of Apple and how Apple was not giving up the encryption keys to the FBI and the government uh, for the phones, the iPhones, and he was, you know, happy about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. I, I do agree with him in, as far as privacy. You know, we don't have a whole lot of privacy in this country anymore. And uh, you know, if if a, if a company like Apple is going to make sure that the government can't get access to your data on your iPhone, that's great. Now, the one thing that Todd may not have brought up, and I didn't listen to the whole program, I, I didn't have a chance to, but he probably wasn't aware of this. So you've got your encrypted iPhone. That's great. FBI can't get on your iPhone. But you know what they can get after? The backup. <laughs> the backup in the cloud, guys. Sorry. You can go ahead and care all you want about your little phone. But when you back it up to iCloud, Apple keeps a key. So that in case you get locked out of your data, they can free you from your data, they say. That's why they keep the key. And guess who also can get access to the key, Bob? They do. Well, uh, wasn't I saying that uh, they were giving it up like 85% of the time? Exactly. The so. FBI government can say, hey, Apple, cough up the backup of the guy's data. I don't want access to his phone. I just want access to the data on his phone, which happens to be backed up in the cloud. So uh, Once you back it up in the cloud, you don't own it anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, it is encrypted in the cloud, but Apple keeps the key for you, too. And uh, they Apple reportedly recently scrapped plans to fully secure iCloud backups after FBI investigations. And this kind of goes back to the whole San Bernardino shooter where they were trying to get access to the uh, San Bernardino's iPhone. And, of course, they couldn't. FBI couldn't get access to it. So what did they do? They went and talked to Israel. And an Israeli company helped them uh, crack the iPhone. So sadly for Apple, too, your phones are crackable. Um, they're cracking them. Even though you want to protect them, they're cracking them. So uh, The only way to keep your data safe is don't take your device out of the box. Right. And that's a quote or a paraphrase from Bill Gates himself. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but we'll put this link up here for you. For all you folks who thought your iPhones are going to be completely secure from the, the government, it's not. The backup is available. And again, they're keeping the key, Apple says, to save you from you. Because yes. if you lock yourself out of your phone, well, you're yeah, not you, going to get you, your you, data. You can't be trusted with your own data anyway. <laughs> no, no. What do you got, Bob? Okay. Uh, have you seen that article? Yeah. Star Trek fans are not pleased about the U.S. Space Force logo. What? <laughs> the government needed to copy Star Trek? Yes. They got the, the, uh, uh, they got the uh, what you call it? Starfleet Command logo on the United States Space Force. It looks just like Star Trek. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it does. 
<laughs> really? Oh, come on, guys. You know, well, you know, it's government. They aren't all that creative. Yeah, that's you know? true. They're that's a bunch true. of bureaucrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is sad. Oh, man, yeah. Well, they were going down through the article, and it talks about how uh, that, um, you know, this this was the pinnacle of uh, or the beginnings of Starfleet. Because, you know, Starfleet wasn't started until like 2040 or something like that. Right. In the show, you mean? Yeah. Well, the history of it. Yeah. So, because there are all sorts of um, television shows and spinoffs yeah. about the beginnings of Starfleet of Command. Yeah, of course. We, so, we saw Cochrane, right? Isn't it Cochrane that created uh, the warp engine? And that was one of those uh, next generation movies where we see first contact. Oh, yeah. Right, right. The Vulcans come down because we hit. Oh, that's uh, right. You know, but the fact is that they use the same insignia. That is kind of funny. I mean, that is really, really funny. Well, it's not exactly the same. No, but, but... it's close enough. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty darn close. I mean, jeez. Uh, they could have come up with something. They could have come up with anything. <laughs> space Force. I mean, literally, if you think about it, it's space. They really could have come up with nothing. Just a bunch of uh -huh. a field of stars. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh, what else you got, Bob? George Takai tweeted... There is nothing sacred anymore. And Mark <laughs> Hamill said, just another Star Trek rerun. <laughs> so we'll uh, post a link to that article. Nice. I didn't say too much about it, except you got to read it. Because yeah, you, you can't make it. it up. No, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so, you know, Sonos. We've talked about Sonos speakers here before. And Sonos is a wireless smart speaker system. And uh, this is from my favorite uh, British IT blog out there. Um, the register. Remember that Sonos speaker you bought a few years back that worked perfectly? Now it's about to be screwed for re for reasons. And uh, the point is, these companies want to make you buy things over and over and over again, right? Planned obsolescence. I mean, you could even argue about Windows 7, right? It was a perfectly good operating system. Microsoft decided they don't want to support it anymore. Guess what you got to do? Planned hey, obsolescence. You got to replace it or upgrade it. So now... Sonos has got the same problem, and uh, people started really going cuckoo, which I don't blame them, right? It's a silly speaker. It's a wireless speaker. What, what, why would you break it? Why would you not make it compatible just because it got older and your new systems came out with different technology? The old one should work. I mean, when a transistor radio was created, guess what? It works. And guess what? It still works. <laughs> but <laughs> they still used get to AM have, radio. in computing, there used to be a thing called... Backwards compatibility? Yes, the old days of and backwards compatibility. We don't do that anymore? Oh, no. no, let's sell them a new one. But see, a computer... Every three years. A computer's more complicated than a smart speaker that just is a wireless broadcast of a speaker, for crying out loud. It's not even that technical. It's not. It's not. I mean, I'm not an engineer of these things, but it's not that technical. Sonos is saying, well, sorry, if you want to mix legacy with modern... Your stuff's not going to work together. Let me quote this genius that I happen to know. Yeah? Yes. Wired always works. That's <laughs> yeah. a quote from Eric Semmel. <laughs> it does always work. <laughs> so we'll put the link up here. Now, the moment this, this story came out on the 21st of January, and now you, actually the president of Sonos is saying, oh, no, no, wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. We'll try to keep everything working for you. So he's trying to backtrack a bit. Uh, but the point is this planned obsolescence is getting ridiculous with our smartphones, Speakers. I mean, you go imagine if you bought a refrigerator, a smart refrigerator that stopped working after five or six years just because they wanted to give you a new version of it. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. You need we well, need to be able to trust the technology you buy is going to exist. It wouldn't be so bad if they, if it was cheap. 
Well, right. It's a top but of it. It's, it's twice cheap. as expensive as a regular speaker you're, used to you're be. You're paying all this extra money just right. so that you can pay it all again in another three years. <laughs> right. Well, if you think about it, just think about your music collection, right? I mean, I've got cassette tapes. I know there's folks out there that don't even know what those are. CDs. You got any hate tracks? MP- no. <laughs> I'm not that old. MP3s. I am. <laughs> yeah. MP3s. And now we're paying for streaming. I so got LPs. How many, how many times have we bought the same tune? Over and over and over again, whether it was the, the $20 cassette, $20 CD, $20 album, $5 tune for the one tune you liked on the album. And then now you're streaming. You're paying for your streaming service of the same stuff again. It's, you know, they're figuring out how to make us buy it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I'll put the link up here for Sonos and you guys can <laughs> take a look at this and just shake your head. What do you got, Bob? Oh, I got two related articles if we have time. Sure, try one. Clearview AI sued over facial recognition privacy concerns. Uh Uh-oh. The app is an insidious encroachment on our civil liberties, the complaint alleges. Mm -hmm. A lawsuit is taken aim at Clearview AI, a controversial facial recognition app being used by U.S. law enforcement to identify suspects and other people. The app is under fire after a New York Times investigation into the software company earlier this week. Mm -hmm. The app identifies people by comparing photos to a database of images scraped from social media and other sites, and then sells in sells the info to law enforcement agencies. Hmm. The conduct of uh, defendant Clearview, as alleged herein, epitomizes the insidious encroachment on an individual's liberty, hmm. says the complaint reported earlier Friday by CNET, the sister site uh, CDNet. It alleges Clearview AI acted out of pure greed. And... Uh, the uh, lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of uh, Illinois East Division mm-hmm. alleges that Clearview's AI actions are a threat to civil liberties. Mm-hmm. Without obtaining any consent and without notice, defendant Clearview used the Internet to covertly gather information on millions of American citizens, collecting approximately 3 billion pictures of them without any reason to suspect them of any of them any wrongdoing. having done anything wrong right. ever. The complaint alleges Clearview mm-hmm. uses artificial intelligence algorithms to scan the facial geometry of each individual depicted in the images, yeah. a technique that violates multiple privacy laws. Hmm. The lawsuit was filed by an individual in Illinois, and he's seeking class action st- status. Mm-hmm. So the complaint is seeking damages, uh, expungement of records, and an injunction to stop Clearview from continuing its business. Mm-hmm. And it goes on. And then there's a second article that I find is related. Yeah. And when I saw the second article, I had to laugh. Mm-hmm. London police turned to facial recognition to tackle serious crimes. Right. Officials say that technology will help police fight violence and keep people safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we were talking a few months ago yeah. about how this facial recognition technology is only about depending on Who's you use from right. fifty to seventy percent accurate? <laughs> right, it's not that not that accurate yet. So it might identify somebody else as you. Right, not a good thing. If, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't done anything wrong. So anyway, there's more to this article, but yeah. I just found it ironic. So yeah, so right, so if you have facial recognition in airports and you want to prevent terrorists, I I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but just walking around. Minding your own business, and some you know the, the officer throws up his phone in front of you and tries to scan your face to see if you're a suspect. I mean, you think about all the folks that the police um, have to keep in mind to try to say, "Hey, here's the most wanted guy. You got to remember this guy's face." If you have a technology to help them find it 
automatically? I don't know. I mean, I know well, it's 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 not a good privacy thing, but they're using if you're going to find the bad guys, they're using this technology in China mm-hmm. to give people social points. Yes. So if they do something they wrong, wrong like jaywalk, right, right, or go yeah. across the line, some or do something rude, right, right, and they lose points, and then they lose. Uh, their well, that's a communist country. There. I know that we're looking to do that here in the United States, which is a bad thing. So obviously, the more privacy we give up as we head towards socialism and communism, it's a bad thing. I completely understand that. But it's the same thing we were talking a little bit off air about the um, genetics, right? I mean, you might go ahead and do the twenty three and Me genetic thing, right? And uh, they're now being able to use genealogy to find serial killers because of of how your your genetics relates to what they have in the database of the the, the suspects, whatever he left at the crime scene. Uh, and I kind of like that. I mean, well, that kind of information is great to uh, be able to catch serial killers that you would never catch. But the downside is is that people are finding out who their legitimate and illegitimate parents or great grandparents well, are. Ugly. Yeah, that's and a whole. Exactly, that's a family that's problem. Absolutely true. Because I know somebody that found their real father. Yeah. That were put up for adoption and their Didn't real mother know. and all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be consequences. People on both don't want to be found. Right. Well, that's the thing. Right. You should be able to opt out. But again, they're scraping that database. The law enforcement is scraping that database to try to figure out what's out there. So if you voluntarily put up your DNA, it could be used to catch a catch a family member who happens to be a serial killer. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Are you bummed out that your iPhone is not as encrypted as you thought it was? Yes, it's encrypted, but the backup's not. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And poor poor Matt's dealing with computer problems that we can't help him with. <laughs> but we'll be here to help you, for, you with your problems, at least. And, uh, again, if you're interested, if you want to talk about this at all, I mean, again, Todd was talking about it on his program and uh, how Apple is going to keep their phones encrypted and keep the government out and keep your privacy. But your backup, yes, it's encrypted, but Apple has a key to the backup data. And they're happily going to give it out to the government. Um what do you feel about that? I know that the marketing is such that Apple acts like they're more interested in your privacy than the uh, the average uh, technology company. But when you're doing, when you're giving the backup up, it's the whole thing with the fappening, right? We talk about the fappening where you had all these celebrities taking pictures of themselves naked because they're just so conceited. They have to see themselves naked all the time. And then, of course, the data gets out there because their backups get hacked, not their phones. The backups of the data, which they didn't even realize was happening. They didn't even know their phones were being backed up to the iCloud. And then, of course, somebody hacks it and makes their makes their images available. So you got to know where your data is and where it's going. And the cloud kind of makes that difficult, uh, especially when you don't know how to operate your device. Obviously, you want to back up your device in case you drop it in a pond, <laughs> right? You want the data backed up if you, if, as long as you're not doing anything wrong <laughs> with your data. Uh, you want to be able to restore it. You know, so for the average citizen, as long as you're not doing anything wrong, depending on who's looking at who, whatever they're saying you're doing is not wrong. Uh, you want it backed up, but it's one of those, one of those things about privacy. Who has access to your data? Let's go to uh, Jack in Glastonbury first. Morning, Jack. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm uh, doing okay. How are you, sir? Good. Hey, I just got a new uh, PC yesterday. Uh, I took it out of the box and you know powered it up, and uh, uh, this uh, woman named Cortina starts. <laughs> asking me all these questions. Cortana. Like, Cortana. You Cortana. Know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I mispronounced That's okay. It. We want to make sure everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, uh, you know, so I don't know if I unwittingly joined the board or not, you know. I tried to... <laughs> you can turn that off, right, Bob? You can turn Cortana off. Oh, yeah, you, you can turn it off. Yeah, yeah I, when... I, I saw an option later on here uh, where where I can turn it off. I, it's just that she was asking me a lot of questions that I didn't know exactly the right answer. When... So basically, I said no to as much as I possibly could. You know? <laughs> okay. When you were going through the startup routine, yeah. There was a question about whether you wanted Cortana, Cortana, <laughs> easy for you to say, yeah, or Cortana to assist you, and you said yes, or I'll, you just click next, 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 next. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can take care of that. The other, the other question is, is this new concept that they have of a cloud OneDrive thing? Right. And you know, now when I when I configured, I had to uh, log on to my Microsoft account. Yes. And uh, and I don't know now, every time I log on, if it's hooking me up to Microsoft or not. I would say probably yes. Yeah, you'd, you'd, if, if you don't designed. want your data backed up to that cloud drive, or you don't yeah. want to use that cloud drive, you want to, you want to not use I it. I turn it off. Yeah, you it's want to, on by default on all the new computers. Is, is right. there a way to just turn off OneDrive? Yes. yes. We can put okay. a link up there for you, that, for you so you don't have that OneDrive aspect. The problem, though, is this, right? So today we go ahead and tell you how to turn it off. You know what Microsoft did tomorrow? Yeah. Give you an update, turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, as long as I know how to turn it off, I can always, you know, I can always look in the in the uh, task manager and see wh- whether it's on there. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to as consumers. I mean, they just got caught yeah. slamming everybody over to Bing. Um, right. Their browser just got, you know, automatically now routes you to Bing rather than Google. And they didn't, yeah. you didn't ask your permission to do that. They just right. did it. And that's just wrong. I mean, it's 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 malicious as far as I'm concerned. It's it's using an operating system against its users. If you don't want to use Bing, you should be able to use whatever you want to use, whether right. it be a but they force it over to Bing. Yeah. That's not yeah, that's I, not cool. That's right. The the other question I have, um that this this machine has got um two hundred and fifty six uh SSD and a one terabyte hard drive and sixteen gigs uh, of RAM. J bytes of RAM, so nice. it's, it's pretty pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't have as a CD reader or anything. So right. how do you create your recovery, or do you have to worry about that with Windows Ten? Your recovery oh, yeah. media. You can create your recovery media on a thumb drive. Okay. To go out and get a thumb drive. Now you should or, check to see S- what size. SD, can you do it on the SD chip slot as well? You, you could. You should not do a backup on the the computer that's built, uh, the drive that's built into the computer, because okay. if it fails, your backup is gone. Right. But you have the two drives in there, right? So if you have the the solid state with your operating system, yeah. Um, to Bob's point, you you know you could put it on the other terabyte drive, but let's say your machine gets encrypted. Yeah. Right, because of ransomware. Well, now your backup's encrypted too, because it's on a drive that was encrypted. So by creating it on a thumb drive or a movable piece of media, you should be able to recover. Uh, and there should be steps that um, basic steps okay. as to how to create that recovery media. And it could also depend on the brand of machine you got. Right. But they might give you specific steps. But you have to get a certain size SD thumb drive, uh, right. probably probably 16 to 32 gigs in size, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. It'll, pro- it'll produce a recovery for you. Okay, so is there a spot? This is a Dell computer. Is there a spot where I can look to, to see how to do that? Yeah, if you go to support.dell.com and put yeah. in your... Um, your little uh, service code there. Yeah, it'll give you everything about that machine, and uh, there should be information on creating a recovery okay. for it. Um, the, the the other question I don't want to take up all your time, but um, I'm gonna 
it's confusing as to how it it uh, it's got some sort of behind the scenes backup system that goes on like an incremental you know when you change a file or something it it, it does something magic and so that you don't have to do it. I guess they're trying to get you away from doing the old traditional backups. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I I uh know that you can do the Windows 7. I, there's another uh uh computer we got here that's a Windows 10 machine my wife and we've Hey Jack. Uh, d- we've done that Windows 7 backup on that right. that Windows 10 machine. Hey Jack, you're coming up against a heartbreak here literally okay. seconds away or uh let me put you back on hold and have you ask that question again because I missed oh, okay. some of it as we went there. Okay Jack? All right, I'm going to put Jack back on hold, and we're going to go right over to the news. This is going to be the theme for Space Force. They're going to have their own little theme, right? Star Trek. We're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're going to go to uh, Jack again. So Jack was asking one final question about backup. Can you reiterate your question, Jack? Yeah. Um, on my old Windows 7 uh, computer, I've been using the Windows 7 backup alternating. Yeah, I do full backups alternating uh, once a month, one to alternating drives. Okay. So I don't, you know, I have maybe four or five months of backup. Okay. And I was going to use that same process on this new one using Windows 7 on the, on a Windows 10 platform. And I didn't know if there's something better or, you know, if, what's, the, what's the right strategy? Because I know you guys have always emphasized doing backups, you know. Yeah, more backups the better. Yeah. I use To Do Backup uh, by Isus. Um, and that's I do a, a full backup uh, on, a, on a constant basis, incrementals as well, yeah. uh, regularly to a NAS device. Um, okay. Automatically, and then I still have to configure the offsite piece with my brother, but we're getting there um, to offer, a, you know, to give it additional extra protection there. Yeah, you got to get that through two committees. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> device now. I just got to work with him to configure it. But you know, like configuring your brother's backup system is not the top of the thing you want to do. Right. Um, but neither here nor there. If you have more regular backups, you know, multiple shots at your data, uh, you can always use the built-in Windows 10 backup if you wanted to. Is that, I, I, I got the impression that's, well, I, I can look at that. Where, yeah. where is it? Is it is it part of the control panel? Yeah, you, yeah. just type in backup. Type in backup on the little Cortana okay. line there, and right. uh, yeah. it'll tell you how to get right to configuring your backup. And then you can choose the target, you know, where you want to send the backup to, how you want to configure yeah. the backup, how often you want it to run. Does that do full backups as well, or does yeah. that just pick off the incremental stuff? It'll, you can configure it. You can configure it to do full or, or okay. incremental or both. Yeah, you need okay. you need a full at some point, right? You need the ability to restore back to a full backup. The incrementals will then have to be layered upon each other right. to get you back to whole. The, the, the reason I was doing the fulls was because I was alternating my uh, hard drives that I was right. backing it onto, so there's no way it can understand incremental that way. You have to do fulls each time. Right. Yeah, and, th- and again, if you do multiple hard drives or you do a NAS like I'm talking about, then the incrementals kind of build on themselves within the NAS itself. Okay. And NAS is network attached storage that'll attach to your network via an Ethernet cable. Right. And that's a, that's going to be a separate, well, that's separate a device. Separate, separate yep. device. But then yeah. you have how your own you, cloud. Yes, you have your own yeah, little your cloud. Own cl- how, how do you spell that acronym again? NAS. N A S. N is in Nancy. A is in Apple. S is in Sam. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that that's a possibility. Okay. Yeah. It's a good target. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Thanks for the help. All right, Jack. 
Yeah, bye. Bye bye. All right. And let's go on to Tom in Simsbury. What's going on, Tom? Uh, yes. Hello, uh, Eric and Bob. I um, back up my computer once a month by uh, cutting and uh, pasting everything onto a disk. Your data? Just went, your data, right? Yes. Just okay. the documents. Sure. That's a, that's a fair backup. It's a little tedious, but it's fair. It, it, yes. Uh, but when I went back to look at uh, some of my disks from the past, mm-hmm. uh, everything was fine except my pictures. And when I tried to access our family photos and pictures, um, I see the screen stating uh, shortcut. Uh-oh. And uh, I'm unable to access my my uh, photos. Right. So that- I know that... Yes, go ahead. Uh, well, you copied them. You know you copied them. Right? We're going to assume you did it right, but I'm guessing there's a bad spot on your drive, on your backup. No, you got shortcuts to the photos is what happened. Oh, you only copied the shortcuts rather than the photos Correct. themselves. Yes. Oh, that's not good. So a, a shortcut is a pointer to the actual file. Right. So when you did that, you you just selected the wrong option. You you uh, collected copy shortcuts instead of copy the, files. the file. So you might have made an error there, Tom. So there is no way to go back and access the actual pictures then. I can right. look on my old computer and see uh, my photos in my, my pictures. They're still there. Older. Yeah, they're you, still I there. You, 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 said, a, you said earlier you used the cut and paste, which what that is is that's a uh, copy and then delete command. So if, the fo- if you're using that command, that's fine, but... What will happen is if you if you use the shortcut, it'll leave the pictures behind, but it just uses puts a, a pointer right. to the original location. So go back to your old machine because you have not backed up those pictures like you thought. Okay? Okay. And, and grab uh, the directory of your pictures, the whole directory, and yeah. copy the directory and paste that full directory to your backup and then double-check it. So the whole thing about a backup, Tom, you're bringing up a great point. We've had customers that we've picked up, gosh, years and years. They thought they were backing up. Yeah, the backup they, ran every day. Every day. <laughs> but they never selected anything. Or they never uh, checked to see if it worked. Or they never did a restoration or, or disaster back, recovery. They just changed the tapes. Yeah. Never, they, you got to do a test restore right. every now and again to make sure that the data that you've backed up is actually there. And the problem with your approach is that it relies on you selecting the data, which in this case you made an error. And if you keep doing that over and over again, you might not have as you, again. You're going to miss chunks of your of your data just because of a you made a human error. Um, you want to make it more foolproof by letting the software back, capture all your data for you in a full backup, rather than being selective. Anything that's selective, you you leave yourself open. All right. I know the picture prop. The problem is uh, with the shortcuts just on the my. Pictures folder. Okay. All the other folders are fine. Good. I've Good. been able to go back and access them, all the documents and so forth. But Wonderful. It's you, just the My Pictures folder that somehow got connected to a shortcut. Right. And therefore, whenever we backed up now for uh, a, a few years, yeah. every month, the photos are missing when I try to access them. Right. On the, uh, on the backup right. device. Yep. Whether it's a thumb drive or a disk. Right. But I can still go to my computer and look at them directly. Right. But uh, I can't seem to copy them to anything to save them. Any reason why he would have that yeah, problem? You gotta, you gotta, um, 
select them. Actually, I would go up one level and just copy the whole folder that they're in. Right. If it's your My Pictures or Pictures folder, just copy the whole folder. And that's what you, you've done, isn't it, Mary? Yes, that's what we've done. So then the My Pictures folder is only a bunch of shortcuts to pictures. If there's no pictures yeah. actually in it. So when you look at the little icons with those pictures. What's okay. their mapping? No, what does the image look like? Does it have like a little arrow in the lower right-hand corner? Because yes, that does. would indicate that it, that's a shortcut. It does have And a sh- not the actual photo. So that is not the actual picture. I see. I understand. But I... Uh, when I look online on my computer directly, mm-hmm. um, I can access all of my photos that are currently in the... Uh, my pictures. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes. look at the icon. Look at the icon. Look at the icon and see look what that, where it's icon. mapped. See if it has a little arrow in the lower right-hand corner. It does. If it does, right-click on the center of that icon and choose Properties. Right. And what it'll do is it'll show you a path to where the actual photo is located. And, yes. and that's what All you right. want to back up. We are doing that, and uh, we found that yesterday in the, uh, among the, uh, the descriptions, descriptions of, the, of the, uh, the shortcut folder. Okay. So then you now know that your pictures are not located in my pictures. They're located somewhere else. Yes. It's located in the shortcuts. It's located in the shortcuts. Okay. So if you go to the shortcut folder, for whatever reason, you, lo- you can actually see your full pictures without the little arrow on the icon? Uh, well, I, I'm not at my computer, my wife, because I have to be near the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. The phone would die. But it sounds like you're on to something here in that you backed up your shortcuts of your, my, your pictures, but you need to know where the, f- the actual pictures are located. And if you go to look at the properties of the shortcut, it should tell you where the photo actually is. It sounds convoluted. It is convoluted. Yeah. Okay, we will do that. I don't want to hold you up too long. No, no, you've been, you know, your question is a good one. You're not alone with these problems. People are not alone with your problems, and it's good to talk about backups and understanding where your data is. So it's it's a good call. In the property, it says shortcut I-N-K. How do we move it from that to a proper location? So, because it does say when you uh, right-click and you see the word, on the on the arrow, yeah. it does say my pictures, but it says type of file shortcut. How can we make that change that it's not a shortcut and it can be in a, a regular file? What you're seeing is it says it's not INK, it's LNK, it's in lowercase. It's a link. So it's a L-N-K, link file. Yes. And that's not your photo. It's a pointer to that the photo. points to the photo. So you have to oh. right-click on that link file and look at the properties, and it'll give you a, a, um, a path. path to where the photo actually exists. So, you're, so here, the thing is, your my, your my Pictures folder directory there doesn't have any pictures in it, but the pictures are somewhere on your computer, right? So the, yeah. the, even the shortcut has a name of the photo. Correct. Okay. So if you did a search and, on the uh, name of the photo, .jpg, or whatever it might be, It'll show you yeah. where the fo- the photo actually exists. So do a search under, you know, let's say it's uh, one two three four five dot jpg. You should be able to search for it, and it'll show up if you can't find the path to it. Does that make sense? Okay. Where do you um, enter that uh, question? When you open in Windows up, Explorer. Yeah, when you open up File Explorer, 
okay, which is uh, like a little folder. It should be down on your uh, taskbar. Your system tray should have a little, little manila tray. folder. And if you click on that, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little box that says uh, search quick access. So what you want to do is instead of quick access, just click on your C drive on your PC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then put a file yep. name in with a and with an asterisk if you want. Then it'll say search Windows C. Just put in uh uh I would just go use a shortcut, star dot JPG. You'll find where all your JPEG put a short put do a search on star asterisk dot JPG. Yep. And it'll find all your JPEGs, which are hopefully all your pictures and where they're located. Then you'll oh. know where they all are. Yes. You're not going to be backing up LNKs. You're going to be backing up JPGs, which is what you want to back up. Does that make sense? I want. Yep. And so I go to File Explorer. Yep. And do that search for all star.jpgs. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Good. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. It is important to know where your data is and then where you're backing it up. And uh, you like like we talked about, we've had we picked up this high-end company 20-plus years ago who told us, hey, guys, we only want you guys to work on our PCs, not our server. Okay, fine. And it's because this big, high-powered company down in uh, the Gold Coast set up their server for them. And they had 26 backup tapes in rotation that they were using to back up this Dell server. So, of course, the Dell server crashes. Who do they call? Us. We come out. Get them back up and running. Put the you know get the hard drive, get the operating system going, and then we go to the twenty sixth tape. Guess what? It's blank. Twenty fifth tape blank. Twenty fourth tape blank. Twenty third tape blank. They never check to make sure their backup is actually backing up anything. This other company configured it. They told us not to look at it. This is like twenty five years ago, and twenty five, twenty six blank tapes that they dutifully changed every day. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what happened after that? We created Patrol Dog. We're going to step out for a quick break. We'll get back to your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. We have one line open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I just keep looking at this new Space Force logo, <laughs> and it is just it is just ridiculous how how closely it matches Star Trek. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Starfleet, come in. It's insanity. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. You couldn't come up with anything Original. I know Bare Naked Ladies has said it all. It's been done before, but give me a break. That's just uninspired. Mm. Uninspired. Let's go to Dennis in Hebron. Hey, Dennis, what's up? Good morning. Morning. Hey, you got a new computer. Yeah, congratulations. Um, um, and I had an old uh, Gateway, and I got a new HP. Gateway, huh? Yep. That was and pretty I, old. You got your money's worth out of that, baby. I got I sure did. <laughs> um, so I moved everything over um, yeah. using a program called PC Mover. All right. And everything seemed to work fine. It did. I didn't expect it to, and it didn't move the Norton um, information over. Right. And instead it has, I guess the computer that I got, the new one, has uh, McAfee on it. It's got three months of McAfee. Yeah, so can I take that McAfee off Yep, and put the Norton on? You can. If you have a license key with Norton, you should be able to reinstall yeah, your I can, Norton. I can put up to five devices on it, so 
Okay. I wanted to do that. Yeah, of is course you can. Any, is there anything else I should put on it? You should have configured Open DNS, right? Do you have that configured? Nope. Come on, man. Have you listened to the show before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Configure Open DNS. It's important to to be on the internet more safely. Okay. All right. You don't want to use the internet. The uh, you internet want the warning DNS. signs on in the dark shadows. Yeah. You want to be on a safe internet. How do I do that? We'll put links up there for you, but basically you're going to put uh, your DNS IPs are going to be uh, open DNS's IPs rather than what's handed to you by your internet provider. Okay. It's so really I'll simple. Check your link. Yeah, it's simple to configure. Okay. Uh, um, other than that, uh, then configure a backup. If you have any data on there you care about, make sure you're backing it up. Okay. Those are the three basic things. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, sir. Bye. Bye-bye. Back it up. Surf safely. That's all you got to do. And then hope Microsoft doesn't do an update that breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> That's out of your control completely. Let's go to Ted. At Mark Hampstead. Hey, Ted. Good morning. Morning. I have a couple of questions about connectivity. All righty. Uh, first one is I have a, I have a uh, uh, Motorola Surfboard Extreme Wireless Cable Modem. All right. Gateway. That's all yours? You I, own it? I own it. Nice. <laughs> Now that's a that's a combined modem and uh, and router, if I understand things correctly. Okay. Uh, is that the best way to go, or should they be separate? If it's working and you can control it, it's a fine way to go. If your connection to your internet company is working and you're able to also, you know, manage your D your your DHCP um, server on the firewall, handing out IP addresses and everything's working well, it's a fine way to go. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, is it is it uh, up to date or is there something faster? So faster is relative, right? So okay. if you're connected to your internet and your yeah. provider is giving you 50 megabits, yeah. who cares if your Wi-Fi is capable of a thousand megabits? Okay, because you're only going to get 50 megabits of performance, anyways. Okay. So yeah, second on the internet. Then, on the internet, right? The second question would be on the TV. I have a an Ethernet uh, port. Uh, and I also have Roku. Okay. Uh, attached. Um, should should you connect uh, the modem um, through the Ethernet cable, or if you've got Roku, it doesn't make any difference. So if Roku doesn't give you a hardwired connection, because you're you're using Roku for your streaming, right? I, I, that's all. I, yeah, I've cut the cable. So yeah. It's, it's if Roku doesn't give you a wired connection, you have no choice to use but to use wireless. Okay. Uh, they, what they what Roku has is a, device, a USB port that goes into the back of the TV. Right, and then no uh, no Cat five port though to so connect to your internet. Your, right. Does your smart TV have Roku built in? Because some of them do. Uh, I they, do have one of the one of the TVs has has. Uh, is smart TV, but I don't know whether it's Roku built in or not. Yeah, a lot of them come with Roku, Hulu, and a whole variety of others, and then you can pick which one you want. Right. But in your case, if, if Roku is not hardwireable, it's a moot question. You're going to have to go wireless on those that have it. Even though your TV might have a connection, like yeah. Bob's asking, you can't use both. And okay. as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't even want my TV connected to the Internet if I'm using a third-party device like a Roku or a Shield, you want to know why? I know you're an update away yeah. from the thing being bricked. <laughs> you, you just are. You're right. You can't trust these dingalings to be updating your TV. And who needs your TV to be updated with the operating system if you're using yeah. a Roku or using a third-party device? Yeah. Right. As far as I'm concerned, these smart TVs can go back to stupid again. 
They just need to display, <laughs> period. Because they try to update the operating system and they blow it to smithereens. Okay. You just don't need it, right? You, you just you it. just want to plug in your, your Shield or your Roku or your Apple TV into your stupid TV and the stupid thing should work for 15 years. It's the moment they update it that they break it on you, like the, the Sonos thing. I know I sound like I'm getting a little wired up about it, but they shouldn't... You shouldn't be doing it. I mean, you, we've seen it all all the time. These Samsung smart TVs. I got. I've got an older one sitting in my bedroom. Its its operating system is foobar. It, it's a mess. Yep. And thankfully, I don't even use it. But it's an update away from just not working, not displaying screen anymore. Why would they do that? Why would they create a technology that could break your screen? Well, we got a new one. We want to sell you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So don't update your TV if it's you're not using it anyways. Don't even connect it to the internet. Don't even bother. All right. Because of space limitations, I the largest uh, TV I can uh, handle in in a cabinet is a thirty is a twenty four inch. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, me too. Get rid of that cabinet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Put it on a wall. No, no, it's built in. Uh, um, is is 4K uh, not not? No, it's not useless. It's useless on a 22 inch TV. On a, yeah, on, on a small TV. Right? Yeah, and 4K, for, as far as I'm concerned, is useless anyways. Okay. And last question. I is, Ted, I can't take. I can't take it. You want to hold on? Sure. All right, we're gonna go up against a hard break here. Sorry, I'm gonna keep Ted on hold, and the lines are all jammed up. We'll be right back after the news.